Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Will talks go ahead at the border? Will key cities remain under Ukrainian control? And will nuclear weapons be stored in Belarus? A lot of questions in the air, but time will tell. It's Monday, February 28th. Here's your News Fix. In terms of the latest news lines on the ground in Ukraine, the most recent intelligence from the UK this morning suggests logistical failures and staunch Ukrainian resistance continue to frustrate the Russian advance. Most Russian forces remain more than 30 kilometers to the north of Kiev, and while fighting continues under main cities, including Kharkiv, they remain under Ukrainian control at the moment. The latest estimates suggest more than 360,000 people have now fled Ukraine, according to the UN. Most of them have crossed the border into Poland. Concerns have also been expressed that more than 4.5 million people could follow suit if the fighting continues. Ukraine's foreign minister is now calling on foreign volunteers to fight in Ukraine. He tweeted, Foreigners willing to defend Ukraine and world order as part of the International Legion of Territorial Defense of Ukraine, I invite you to contact foreign diplomatic missions of Ukraine in your respective countries. Together we defeated Hitler and we will defeat Putin too. It is also worth noting that Russian authorities have finally acknowledged they suffered casualties, though they did not provide specific numbers. In terms of what we're keeping an eye on this morning, Belarus is apparently preparing to send soldiers into Ukraine in support of Russia as soon as Monday. That's according to a report in the Washington Post citing a US official. Meanwhile, the Belarusian government have released a photo showing they are ready to host talks between Russian and Ukrainian delegations at the border this morning. President Zelensky of Ukraine has already said he doesn't expect much to come from the talks, but let's see. Remember that there was a referendum in Belarus on Sunday, further cementing President Lukashenko's power. In what came as no surprise, the results suggested a majority voted in favor of a new constitution. Why is this so significant? Well, it removes the country's non-nuclear status. Many reports suggest it clears the way for Russian nuclear weapons to be placed on Belarusian soil. According to CNN, the amendments will come into effect in 10 days' time. What was also a significant development on Sunday was Putin putting Russia's nuclear forces on special alert. While the move sparked a lot of concern, as BBC News pointed out, it does not mean Russia intends to use the weapons. As their security correspondent Gordon Carrera pointed out, Russia has, quote, the largest stockpile of nuclear weapons in the world, but also knows that NATO has enough to destroy Russia if they were used. In terms of some other angles on this story this morning, the European Union has shut off its airspace to Russia. Russia has more than doubled its interest rates after the ruble fell by 30% against the US dollar. The EU also announced they would provide 450 million euro in funding for weapons for the Ukrainian army. As the Irish Times noted, it would be the first time the bloc would do so. Ireland is to abstain from directly funding Ukraine's military defense in line with its military neutrality. It will instead pay 9 million euro towards non-lethal materials like fuel. It's also worth noting that the New York Times wrote a fascinating piece about Israel's delicate balancing act of supporting Ukraine without provoking Russia. It said, quote, Many Israelis appreciate long-standing cultural connections with Ukraine, which for several months in 2019 was the only country other than their own with both a Jewish president, Zelensky, and a Jewish prime minister. And in terms of other recommendations, if you watch one thing, let it be the Vice News special report on the invasion that they published on Saturday. It already has more than 4 million views and I would highly recommend watching it. Meanwhile, in the US, Donald Trump strongly suggested he would run for president again during a conservative conference in Florida over the weekend, 
saying, quote, we did it twice and we'll do it again. Trump went on to clarify Russia's invasion of Ukraine was, quote, an outrage and an atrocity after appearing to praise Putin last week. Trump went on to say, quote, under Bush, Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. And under Biden, Russia invaded Ukraine. I stand as the only president of the 21st century on whose watch Russia did not invade another country. Meanwhile, The Guardian reported President Biden's approval rating has hit a new low at 37%. What is worth keeping an eye on is that this week, President Biden will deliver a State of the Union address in Washington. Now, another story we're keeping an eye on is French President Emmanuel Macron is this week expected to announce his candidacy to run for re-election in the presidential election in April. The Financial Times reported it would happen today, but The Guardian kept it vague, saying this week. The deadline to register is March 4th, this Friday, and the first round vote will occur on April 10th. And lastly, as you can imagine, the most read story in every publication that we've included in the newsletter, BBC, The Guardian, The Financial Times, Al Jazeera, and The Irish Times, are all covering Ukraine. That's today's fix. Have a great day.